The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to not only awaken to the light within, but to become that magnificent light. And good news, you're already well on your way. <laughs> I'm Tom Schumacher. I'm Jerry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Our focus today is on a subject that everyone knows and everyone needs, trust. Yeah, trust. It's a good one. <laughs> you know, when you think about trust in a spiritual context, you realize just how important trust is to our experience and practice of faith. And I, I have to always write this down because I don't remember it, but you remember Hebrews 11.1, 1, where it said that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, belief in things unseen. Well, it seems to me that trust plays a big part in that equation. Boy, what a word trust is, too, the implications it carries. And you know, I think today through the show we'll get into it and, and why trust is such a hard concept for some people, and understandably so, but how absolutely essential it is to make progress on the spiritual path. Because, uh, you know, we don't know everything that's coming to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when Abraham was told to get up and, and, and leave the city and take the people, he did, you know, God didn't say, well, this is where I'm sending you. This is how it's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. He went on faith and trust. And speaking of Abraham, uh-huh. your taking son. your firstborn son and putting him on the altar, I mean, that's trust. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's trust. <laughs> yeah. How do we get to that point? How do we so become that trust in God and in his will that it becomes second nature to us. And, and it doesn't happen automatically. Hopefully we'll talk about some of those issues today. Well, I think we will. You know, I mean, what we're really talking about in, in large uh, respect is trusting the source. And a lot of us are exposed every day to people in authority. In fact, we could say from our childhood on, we've had parents, older siblings, authority figures, teachers, priests, preachers, rabbis, you name it, who have been giving us messages, telling us things that we are supposed to believe. And we base our belief on certainly a certain level of trust. We trust the source. And and like we were talking about before we came on the air, you know, we trust in the newspaper, you know, and we trust in, you know, the media. (laughs) We're we're asked to trust. Trust in the government, (laughs) one thing or another. That was like years ago because people are not trusting in the government Mm -hmm. or in the media anymore. And and it it kind of permeates all of society. Well, you know, it speaks to a desire in our part. We want to trust. Right. We want to trust the source of what we're hearing. We want to believe. So maybe we're gullible. You know, from a secular point of view, I was just reading, you know, uh, a book the other day. It was talking about the most, it was a business book, and how most, the most important ingredient in management is character. It's 85% of performance. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 85%. Wow. And it's interesting, too, that the people that are, have character, that are honest and trustworthy and so forth, they're, they've done a study, and their companies do far better financially than, than where that culture doesn't exist. 
So you can see even in a secular world, trust and character are, are key imp- parts of making a successful society. And, <laughs> and there, there's a way that the soul can read another soul, too. And that has to do with uh, whether or not you can trust somebody. Mm-hmm. Because you get a sense, you know. You don't have it on the outer. You know, the person's smiling. They're well-dressed. They look good. They're saying all the right words. But there's something that's, that's uh, yeah, that's not trustworthy about this person or, or something. Well, and, and we, you know, again, I made this point just a moment ago that we have a desire to believe, a desire to trust. We want to trust. So it's easy in some respects to be betrayed if we're so willing to believe somebody. So the key word that we've talked about many times before is discernment. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to go around, you know, mistrusting every person, you know, we were talking before the show started, you know, when you get on an airplane, you're trusting somebody, you know, that you're going to get to the other end, you know, not only God, but the people are doing the work. And so you don't want to become a cynic and so, you know, not trust anybody. But again, discernment is a key. And how do you have discernment? How do you feel the vibration, as you suggest, Terry, when people are saying the right words and, and doing all the quote unquote right things? But I think it does go back to ultimately the spiritual walk that we're on. As we begin to trust in God and, and can experience that trustworthiness, God will help us with that discernment. Yeah. And so we're not trusting anyone's human consciousness, um, even though people may be well-intentioned, but we do trust the God within them and their higher self. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of people, um, ourselves I think included, were raised in a religious environment that as children we were given certain teachings, a certain practice that we followed. Our parents did it, their parents before them did it perhaps, and who knows how many generations before them. A lot of people today, in fact, in the last couple of generations, have left the religion of their parents to look for something else. And one of the reasons why is they haven't been able to find in their hearts, in their souls, that level of trust in the teachings that they were given as a child. Yeah. You know, they're, they're questioning, they're opening up to something new, something bigger. <clears throat> so we look at this right now, we recognize our own pathway led us to these teachings. And what is it that kept us in this teaching is the trust we have in the source of the information, the Ascended Master teachings. That's central. Yeah, and you know, uh, one of the things that we we talk about on our show uh, a lot of is the fallen ones and how they have taken the teachings, the original teachings of Jesus that were given 2,000 years ago, and they've altered them. And so there is an untrustworthiness about some of the uh, some of the church fathers that go ba- all, all the way back to just the second and third century. Well, you know that's a good point, Terry. And I yeah, think very you know we've been given the teaching too. What happens is people that are in a fundamentalist type Christian religion, they have absolute faith that Jesus is going to save them right. because this is what they've been taught. They're very sincere about it. It's not that they're in, they're very sincere. I know I've given my heart to the Lord. I'm going to be saved. Then what happens is they they make the go through the transition called death. They get over the other side and. You know, Jesus there, and it's wonderful and so forth, but they're just beginning. They've got to balance their karma, and they have to come back. And all of a sudden, they get very embittered because their their trust has been violated. Well, was it violated by God or Jesus? No, it wasn't. It was trusted by those that brought forth something that just wasn't true. And so sometimes these people re-embody, and they become agnostics. That's right. I don't want any part of religion. And they don't know why. Yeah. Well, and they'll even say, I don't trust God. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a remarkable thing to say. Yeah, but they come in, they come into embodiment. <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that they they have to be really careful. They're going to walk on eggshells now this time in order to find the truth. Yeah, and unfortunately, they close the door to the real truth. Yeah, and I think you know, in terms of trusting God, and we've talked about this in the past. When people see calamities come into their world, their personal world, 
God, why did you take my son, my daughter, my husband, my wife? Why do they have to die? Or, you know, why is there such, such terrible things going on this planet? God, why do you allow these things? Mm-hmm. If you're in heaven, yeah. why do you allow children to be treated like this, souls to be aborted, and these terrible things we see in the Middle East? And, of course, if you, if you don't understand that everything is a result of the free will God has given us, and God permits these things because we have chosen to let them happen on this planet, directly or indirectly, over a period of time. So if you look at that from that perspective, it becomes a lot easier to trust God mm-hmm. because whatever is in our worlds or on this planet is the result of us individually and collectively because of free will. It's not God's fault. And so getting angry at God is never the solution, and it's not the reality anyway. Well, it's a very important point. You're speaking to the heart of accountability. Um, I want to go back to something, Terry, you mentioned the teachings of Jesus, the real teachings. Right. Um, in our next segment coming up uh, in about five or six minutes from now, we're going to hear a lecture uh, from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on Jesus' teachings on the path of personal Christhood. In particular, there's a section in there on trust. So we wanted to play that for you, but we wanted to create this context of mastery that trust resides within. And one of the things that you, you just mentioned, it said, we have to be able to recognize our own accountability. We, we are not victims of our free will. Well, perhaps we are victims of our free will choices, <laughs> but we have the choice. We've made ourselves We're, victims. We, we have, you know, the, there's a buffet of choices out there that we can choose from, and, and we make those choices, we pay the price. There's a consequence, karma. But you can trust karma. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. You can trust kar- karma 100% and it's have the faith. Law. It's, it's the, law. the absolute law. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Well, in, in some ways it's a tough thing, but it's also God's it's mercy. Yeah. Because then we know why things are happening. We can say, thank you. I'm mitigating more of my karma. Right. I'm balancing my karma. Otherwise, if you go through there expecting somebody else to do it for you, yeah. Jesus died for my sins. I don't have to do a thing. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, the law is the law is the law. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, trusting the violet flame, which is a gift that has been given to us in to go there. the past you. hundred years yeah. that can mitigate and transmute much karma that doesn't, happen to ha- doesn't have to happen physically to us. And so we have to trust the violet flame is doing that. And when you experience this um, throughout your life and you see things change, then, you know, I trust that by my giving the violet flame every day, my life is going to be different. Right. And, you know, trust builds on itself. The more you trust and the more you see the results of that trust, it reinforces it. It doesn't mean everything goes perfectly in your life, because it doesn't. How could we learn our lessons otherwise? But it's different when you have this trust and faith in God. And, you know, when you lay your head on the pillow at night and you have a feeling that, yeah, I got issues, I got problems, I got this thing, I got to deal with the moral. But if you have that trust that God is with you and you're living, as Mrs. Proffitt will talk about in our next segment, the life you know you need to lead to have that presence and help of God, there's a tremendous peace that comes from that, a tr- very deep peace. Even though you're, you've got problems in your world and challenges and difficulties, whether it's illness or financial or whatever, you know, God is with me. There is a solution to this. And as I learn my lessons, as I balance this karma, there will be a solution. And you trust that and it will happen. Well, yes. in, in terms of giving your trust to the ascended masters and to their teachings and to the, the truth of the teachings, by their fruit shall ye know them. We talk about this, and I think we may come back to this in another segment coming up. Um, A lot of times we think we're getting messages from on high, but we may not be getting them from on high, you know. (laughs) And it's, it's, again, discernment to some extent plays a big role in this, but it's also trusting the quality of the light 
that is being shown to us so that we can tell the difference between what is real and what is not. And, and you know, when you talk about the violet flame, trusting that the violet flame works, you can say to yourself, well, I can't see the violet flame. I don't know that it's real. I don't know if it's going to work or whatever. And one of the things we, we've talked about in past shows is give it a try. Do yeah. five or ten minutes a day. Do it for 30 days and see what has changed in your world. And then, you see, you will trust and you will have faith, which is trust and faith is kind of what the show's about today, yeah. that the violet flame works as it's supposed to work. And, you know, the title of the show today was You Can Trust Your Higher Self. Well, what you are being given messages about or through is your Christ self. Your, you know, sometimes we refer to that as guardian angel. Right. Your soul, that still quiet voice within. There is a source of truth that will never betray you. Your Christ self will never lie. Yeah. That's, that voice can be trusted. We, like you said, we've got to learn to trust it. Yeah, and don't plug your ears when your Holy Christ self is speaking to you. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we may not want the message, but if it's the truth and it's what our soul needs, let's be open to it and let's trust God that he will not bring anything to us either we don't need to balance the karma or learn our lesson from. And then you have the incentive to say, whoa, I'm going for this. I'm going to do the best mm-hmm. I can because I trust God. And yeah. you, you can choose to believe this or not, but it's actually fun. You know, it really, it's, that it doesn't always feel fun. Not, <laughs> maybe not in the moment. But the point is, is that you're in control. Yeah. You are empowered. The accountability that you embrace gives you so much of uh, control over things in your life that you're not a victim anymore. Well, there's a purpose. Yeah, there's, there's a purpose meaning. to what's happening to you, what's coming your way. Does, you're not just floating off into never, never land. And where do I go? What do I do? Is it just about, you know, my senses and making myself comfortable and happy? Of course not. There's more to that. And when you pursue the truth, pursue God and trust, then the door is open wide. They do indeed. Yep. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll listen to that uh, lecture excerpt by Elizabeth Clare Provitt on personal mastery and trust. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep, personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. 
Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. Um, Trust improves with mastery. And as we put on our personal Christhood, our discernment, trust, and faith all grow greater and deeper. And on that note, I'd like to play now an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet that covers both personal mastery from the level of the Christhood and the issue of trust. Here it is. You may have a number of goals in your life today and one central goal that is all-consuming I urge you to pray as to how you can make all of your goals converge at the point of the path of Christhood, that becoming the Christ for you may be a householder, may be having a family and children, having being teachers or professionals or doing all kinds of things that are necessary to the fulfillment of positive momentums of karma and necessary to the balancing of negative karma. All these things can converge. You don't have to let go of anything except it comes under the headings of such things as incorrect livelihood and those points of the Eightfold Path of the Buddha. Whatever is lawful in the purity of the Christ and the Holy Christ Self, whatever is lawful for the Buddhic manifestation within you, which is love and joy and the givingness of self, whatever that is, that can become a part of your Christhood and whatever else you are doing or you are that is not a part of your Christhood, let go of it. Just drop it. Just let it drop. Drop it right here in the heart of the inner retreat at the altar of God. You don't need to have a part of yourself in the astral plane to be happy. You may think you do because you've become dependent upon the vibrations of the astral plane and people who are a part of the astral plane or the weight of your own karma and your own emotional body. But if you really desire to be free, you need to know that what is real sacrifice is when you keep all that garbage and all that baggage. That's a sacrifice because you are sacrificing your Christhood to that mess of pottage that will mean nothing to you as far as the ongoing journey of eternal life is concerned. It is no sacrifice to be the Christ. It is the greatest joy and the greatest gift of God to us. 
We are so humble before that opportunity to walk and talk with our Savior. That is the joy of divine love. When people tell me that I am making so many sacrifices, I tell them that is ridiculous. The whole world is making the sacrifice of foregoing the marvelous union of being caught up as the bride of Jesus Christ with the divine spouse. This is the glory of God. So let us recognize that when we talk about a path of surrender and sacrifice and selflessness and service, it is not a path of self-denial. It is a path of the affirmation of true being and the letting go of all that is unreal about ourselves. This is such an important and intense elixir that I give to you in this moment to forever let go of those things that you keep looking back to and keep looking back to and can't let go of when all of the things that are really important in life are yours in abundance, in joy, in happiness, in glory. There is no path of the sorrowful way. There is no path of burden. Don't be burdened about persecution. It happens to come with a whole package. So what? Have compassion for those who in their ignorance know not what they do, and when you know of such ones, send powerful love from your heart. Either the love ray and the ray of the ruby ray works, or it doesn't work, and we know that it works. Let it consume the hate and hate creation, the misunderstanding. Let it consume it, but the point is, when you learn of these things, don't be jarred from the centeredness of your being in your Christhood. Don't be moved. Don't be upset. Don't get into vortices of fear. Oh my God, what is happening next? What is going to happen to us now? So you must never allow yourself to get away from the centeredness of God's being. And there's a little mantra that you can give to remind yourself to stay centered. It is a mantra that reminds you that as long as you have ever been, as long as you have ever served God and loved God, he has never, ever let you down. He has never forsaken you. He has never abandoned you. And you have come through what you have had to come through. And the mantra is, and it's from scripture, it says very simply, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us, which means he's helped us up to now. He's going to help us from now on and permanently into the future until we are ascended in the light and free. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. 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 Now there is an exchange for having the limitless light, power, and consciousness and help of the Lord. And it is remaining centered in that Christ presence, performing the necessary rituals of prayers and decrees and meditations, taking care of your body and your four lower bodies, and not sinning against your neighbor by condemnation, not breaking the commandments, loving the Lord thy God with all thy mind and soul and heart, and thy neighbor as thyself. All of these precepts that are basic 
to all of the world's religions, you must live by them, demonstrate them, and be an example of them. In other words, you must be the Lord's servant. Now, it is not a question that the Lord says, I won't help that person because he's not my servant. The Lord doesn't say that. But the one who isn't the servant and is not following a path of discipleship has put himself so far out of alignment with these shafts of fire that descend to rescue us that he has placed himself outside of the pale of being rescued. And so we pray for those people who are our loved ones, whom we know are not maintaining a real tie to God, and therefore in the day of calamity they may suffer extreme pain and loss, and we grieve for them. And that is why it is so very important that we pray for all mankind and all light bearers of the earth. Because when we maintain the tie and we are not moved, we hold the balance for them so that God can intercede in their behalf even when they do not know the way, they are ignorant, they are untutored, or perhaps they are even rebellious. So you need to understand that this is why we pray for people who pass on, that they be cut free by the angels of light. Angels of light descend into the astral plane to rescue departed souls because we make the call. Angels don't ordinarily descend to the astral plane, so someone in embodiment needs to make the call on behalf of someone else who has passed from the screen of life with no knowledge or internalization of the word of God. So that is why prayer is so ultimately important, and that is why the altars of the world are so magnificent, where there has been established a momentum year upon year upon year of that light of God in the prayers of the people. Archangel Gabriel says that the person who will claim his Christhood and call forth the Father and the Son to take up their abode in his temple may displace the darkness of 10,000 times 10,000 individuals. If you have any doubt in your mind left as to what is the greatest calling in life that you could have, I trust that you do not have it any longer that you understand just what is the power of Jesus Christ and what he is offering to you in the transmission to you of his momentum of his Christhood as you are willing to walk in the footsteps of the path that he has outlined for us. Of course it is so. The definition of the Christ is the incarnation of the word, the word that was with Brahman in the beginning. And that word can be ignited in you, can be increased. The point of Christhood can start with a point of light in the heart, and then it can increase and increase and increase day by day by good works, by love, by prayer, by teaching, by giving of oneself until one has given the whole cup of one's life each day. Can you really say you've given that cup of life all away each day God will fill it again and give you more each day. Each time you empty yourself and you are filled again, you are filled with more light because what you gave is multiplied by the Christ and returned back to you. So the more you give, the more you have to give. And this is the great joy of living on the path of the Holy Spirit. Now you really can't be obedient to the inner voice of your Christ self or the Master's commandments if you do not have trust. Where does trust come from? 
In this life and in previous lifetimes, we learn trust from our parents. If we can count on our parents, if they are there for us, we begin to trust and to have the sense that we can trust. We can give our trust to the most important people in our lives. But suppose you were abandoned as a child. Suppose you went from home to home. Suppose that everyone that ever took care of you mistreated you. That builds a momentum of mistrust that is very difficult for people to come through. So trust is not something that is automatic. It is either built into us or it is not. And this is why we need to be very careful with people and especially with children. If we give our word, then we must keep our word or not give it. Trust then. Trust even comes before faith. Trust is, I can count on you, God. I can count on you, my parents. I can count on you, my friend, my priest, my pastor, my fellow Chila on the path. If you don't have that, you are cursed. I mean, it is truly a curse. I know people who cannot trust anyone, including themselves, because they have been so damaged psychologically. This is why Mother Mary has said we should work on our psychology, because if you can't even get past that step on the path, where are you? You don't see God. You see him in the outplaying of events. How do you learn to trust someone you can't see when you can't trust the most important people in your life whom you can see? Think about this and go after your healing in this matter. I don't ask you to trust me. Mark Prophet's famous statement is, trust no man or woman. Trust no one, but trust the Christ of each person. Speak to the Christ of the person. Go directly to the reality of the person. Trust their Holy Christ self and call the Holy Christ self and the I am presence of a person to act through the person and deal justly with you. To trust anyone more than you trust God, of course, is idolatry. Nothing short of idolatry. So having been betrayed by the most significant people in your early life, you may become nervous when you think you have to trust someone. Your trust in others comes from your taking a soul reading of that person through your own soul. Your soul will never err in telling you whether someone is trustworthy or not. So often you don't want to believe that someone is lying to you or someone is not trustworthy but you must listen to your inner Christ. If you haven't learned to trust God in others, you do not have the trust in God that will be your anchor as you go through the storms of life. Life brings good times and bad times. You have to know that neither good nor bad in the human sense is real. Human badness, human goodness is not ultimate reality. On the path of personal Christhood, you have to trust God and the guru and yourself, the guru being the God manifestation of the ascended masters. The next most important quality on the path besides trust is trustworthiness, being worthy of being trusted yourself. If you have 
not had people around you that you could trust. The best way to balance that karma, to make your statement, is to make a decision, I'm going to be trustworthy even if my parents and the most significant people in my life were not. Yes, indeed, we can be trustworthy. You can count on God and your soul to know the truth. And you can always trust the Christ self, both within yourself and within others. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. We are back. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. In that last uh, lecture excerpt, boy, there was a rich vein of information there. I think we, we made note of um, the becoming trustworthy uh, faith, you know, basically being uh, the... Uh, Trust coming before faith, I guess. Amazing. And this concept that we've spoken of a few times, but perhaps we should visit again in a little more detail, is the astral plane. You want to take that one, Sue? Sure, be happy to. And I think she made several references to that. And astral plane, in, in the teaching of the Master Masters, 
refers to a, a lower vibration, if you will. And the astral plane can literally be where a soul goes after death. You know, people tend to talk about heaven and hell, either or. Well, there's, uh, <clears throat> there are 33 levels of heaven and 33 levels of hell or the astral plane. And obviously, they get progressively worse as you go down and progressively better as you go up. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this in detail, I think, on our show, What Happens When You Die. I think right. that was the we one. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about the astral plane. That there are souls that don't get to heaven in between embodiments because they're so tied down with momentums of whether it's criticism, condemnation, anger, resentment, uh, you know, addictions, addictions to yeah. alcohol mm-hmm. or drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. They can't, don't have enough oomph to get up to the to the retreats, mm-hmm. up to the heaven world. And so that's when she talked about making calls to the archangels to go and rescue them. It's a, it's a mission we can yeah. do. But you can also be in the astral plane when you're in a physical embodiment on the earth. I mean, there are places that are so dark and you know that you wouldn't want to go in. You, the angels fear to tread. And those are manifestations of astral energy. And some people, you know, it's like, you know, come on down to the bar and let's have a drink. And I'm not saying these are bad people, but it's, you know, that's, there's an energy there. We want you to be like us because this is the way we are. And yeah. we want you to reinforce that we're, we're okay. And so, you know, you're always courteous to people, but that may not be where you want to go because you don't want to engage your energies in that. Yeah. And so that's just a little teaching on the astral plane. It's obviously to be avoided. Well, and when that transition does occur, we make those calls that the angels guide the soul to that place of safety through the astral plane to the etheric because levels. Because it is your momentum of yeah. light and service to life that will get you there. It's not automatic. Yeah, so it's a beautiful teaching. I mean, people out there that are listening, when they have loved ones pass, they just call to their favorite angel. Archangel Michael, of course, is, is a real go-to guy. Yeah. But um, just call to the angels to go rescue these uh, these dear loved ones yeah, and, and take not, them. If they haven't been to the retreats. Yeah, and, you know, the Catholics pray for people when they die, which right. is a wonderful tradition. But the Protestants haven't quite got that picture. But I think it's, it's just an understanding when you have the knowledge, you know, this is why, you know, hey, I've got a mission. Mm-hmm. I've got things to do. I've got people that need to be helped. And, of course, Mrs. Prophet was talking about the path of personal Christhood. Well, how can you help others if you aren't manifesting a portion of that Christ? And, of course, coming back to trust, that's a big part of it, isn't it? It is mm-hmm. a big, big part of it. And before we go back to that subject, I probably um, – would say you, you, we all noted how many times she referred to the path as joyful. Yeah. You know, that, really and we, we said it's fun. Well, maybe yeah. fun is not exactly the right word, but, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's happy. It's joyful. I mean, it's something that you can look forward to doing. It's not a burden. It's not onerous. Yeah. And you then know? I'll, this is, I'll bring trust in here. You're trusting that God's not going to give you more than you can handle. Yeah. I mean, if all my, if for any of us, if all our karma came due at one moment, we'd leave embodiment. It's just because. You know, there's a lot of it, but God is merciful, and so he just gives us what we can handle that particular day. Well, you know, you mentioned something before the show started about some question that you'd heard somebody ask, does God even know my name? Well, you know, this this is an interesting concept because, you you know, if we trust in God, well, you know, I don't mind trusting God, but is he paying attention to me? You know, does he really know who (laughs) I am? You know, I I mean, look, at there's billions of people on this planet, I know God's God, but, you know, is he too busy to even notice me? And that sounds funny in one sense. But in another sense, I think that's a legitimate question. And we want to reassure you on the teachings of Senate Masters, not only does God know you, the angels are intimately involved with your life as you would allow them to be. And they are just waiting for opportunity to help you and to encourage you. You know, at one level, they, we make them be spectators because we don't call them and invoke them. But when we invoke them in our lives, they're ready to jump in. God knows you better than you know yourself, obviously. And you are on God's radar. You're important to God because God is in you. Yeah. And, and so there's that portion of God in you. So that makes, 
you know, that should give some level of confidence that when we trust God, God does hear us. And God, know what God is the ultimate discerner of souls, yeah. and our vibration, our intents. And even if we don't do anything perfectly, you know, God will be there, and he is there. And the details of your life, God is intimately involved in if you will allow him to. Well, and we recall the scriptural statement about the every head, every hair on our head is counted. Is numbered, yeah. And not yeah. a sparrow falls. That, you know, yeah. God is not aware of that. You know, uh, well, go ahead. I was going to say, so the reason that people, you know, sometimes lose track of that is because of their free will. They, through consciously or unconsciously, sort of block God out. And what your Holy Christ self, you know, don't, don't, I want to hear music. I don't want to hear my Holy Christ self, you know. And so you can't blame God if we don't listen. So that's how you develop the trust if you listen. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, working on your psychology? Let's say there are souls who... um, we're not are not able to and were not able to trust their parents or whoever was in charge of them when they were young and they they have this untrustworthiness that's in their in their world what can these people do to go about working on their psychology to get over that hump so to speak and kind of get back to a real point yeah. you know working on our psychology is a pretty common theme from the ascended masters and i never thought of my psychology as being a component of my spirituality mm-hmm. but in fact it is because our psychology dictates our patterns of thought mm-hmm. our behavior and especially when there's non-forgiveness or non-resolution those are like stone walls that right. block the flow of the holy spirit and god in us so you know we have a tremendous teaching in this age on psychology there's a lot of very competent professionals that can help us work through our psychology through some of these very painful circumstances from our past and not just on issues of trust but other things and then of course we come to the point of forgiveness and and we've even done a lot of shows on forgiveness so there's it's, it's a it's a ripe topic but it's important that we work on these things we, just because we're inclined to god doesn't make these issues disappear right. they're still there we have to deal with them just like we deal with our karma well you know uh that raises the point too of extending how we feel perhaps about authority figures or our parents uh, to God. You know, we, we know that the father is the lawgiver, the mother is the bringer of love and, and nurturing and comfort. They represent in our little microcosm, our family, and ex- they're, they're the expression of God. Sure. And, and I think, you know, what, what's our image of God? We tend to create God in our own image. This is the way I think God would be. We see the Michelangelo painting, you know, of the guy with the heavy beard and so forth. That that must be God. It's like, well, obviously God is impersonal. Obviously God is personal. You know, there's a whole teaching on that. So, yes, there's the power and majesty of God that even the ascended masters are in awe of. And then there's the gentleness and the attentiveness to the little child and the care of the mother and the care of God and the concern for the soul that is so personal so loving and so caring. So, you know, let's not limit God to our own concepts of God. Let's trust that he will reveal himself to us in the way that we need, in the time that we need. Well, I think that we understand through our own psychological experience that we can easily and unconsciously extend a mistrust of a parent to a mistrust of God. Because parents are God figures. When you're a little child, that's God. Your parents are God to you. Yep. Until you reach a certain point. And that's why, of course, you know, especially children at a certain age are very tuned in to whether their parents are, are living the life they talk about, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and don't tell me to do things if you don't live them in your life. I mean, they're very honest. Well, I remember saying something to that effect to my father, and he said, don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> I said, well, Dad, example speaks louder than words. <laughs> when I got out of the hospital a few days later, you know, I was uh, time to rethink of that <laughs> response. <laughs> Anyway, but, you know, I think that 
again, just m- making the point of why do we get in, inside and underneath our psychology is because by extension, we're getting into our relationship with God. And there's such freedom in trusting God. Mm-hmm. There is such freedom. I mean, you know, we can lay awake at night worrying about everything in the world, and we don't become passive to what's going on in our world, but we trust as we work to find solutions or challenges or where we go next or what we do that the hand of God is in that. Mm-hmm. And when the hand of God is in and we pay attention and don't drown out what God is trying to say us, well, that's nice, God, but it's not exactly what I had in mind, but I really trust you. I want you to know that. Yeah, really. <laughs> With this minor exception, otherwise everything's good. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm making fervent calls to the archangels and their, their divine compliments, the archaei, mm-hmm. uh, the seven archangels, uh, on a regular basis now. And I have this wonderful feeling of trust and faith that uh, that they're going to deal with a, a lot of heavy issues on the planet. You know, we've yeah. got terrorism, which yep, is yep, which yep. is very very heavy duty at this point. So I have this I have this peacefulness about the fact that they're going to take care of things today. You know, we've got these twenty four hour cycles that we have to rename certain things every morning. You know, well, I've, got, I've got a great story. Maybe in the next segment we can tell about it about faith and why making the calls to God are so important. This is something that just came up in the news the last few days, so maybe yeah. we'll have time to talk well, about it. Well, and okay. here's something you also remember, too, is that we can make fervent calls for something. For example, we make calls to Archangel Michael when we're driving or flying or, you know, we're moving from place to place. And still, occasionally, something will happen. You'll, you'll, you'll hit a, a raccoon on the highway, even right. if you made these calls. Well, someone said, well, if you hadn't made those calls, it might have been a moose. Yes, you know? exactly right. <laughs> so there's a certain mitigation factor yeah. here that you make the calls to sometimes minimize what might otherwise be a big deal, you can bring it down to a scale that you can handle. It's an equation of energy of light and darkness. And by making the call and calling forth the light, you change the equation of life. Absolutely. Well, on that note, let's take a break. And uh, please stay with us. We'll be back in just a few moments. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. We trust you're enjoying our program today. <laughs> you had to do it. I know I did. I'm sorry. Well, you know, we're told that we can trust God, but 
What about God trusting us? Boy, that's a big topic, isn't it? <laughs> well, now, you got to remember, God, I'm a human being. You know, I do the best I can, but I make mistakes once in a while, so da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that's true. We are human, and we do make mistakes. But wouldn't you like to be thought trustworthy of God? In other words, the ascended master, the angels, I know that John or Mary or, or whoever, I can trust them. I know that every day they're going to be up there and get up early in the morning and give my, the prayers and calls, as you mentioned, Terry, to rescue souls that are caught in the astral plane, mm-hmm. to help mitigate and stop terrorism, take command of the situation in the Ukraine, whatever it is. In other words, the angels will gather every day at a certain time if you're always there making the calls. Right. And so they're going to trust you to be there. Now, circumstances may change, but in general, you want to be considered trustworthy of God. Well, well, that's important. I understand that. But what else? Well, first <laughs> of all, God gives you light. He gives us light. And as he gives us light, we can use that light to help others, and it also changes our world. Well, if we take that light that God gives us and go down to the bar and, you know, have a grand old time with it and allow that light to be stolen by astral entities and forces, well, is God going to give you that much light again? Well, he wouldn't simply because you're making such a heavy karma. But we want to be trustworthy of all that God gives us. It doesn't mean we're humanly perfect, but we're striving on a daily basis. You know, uh, Abraham was known as the friend of God. Well, a friend is trustworthy. I've always aspired. I always liked that idea of being the friend of God. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm going to be a friend of God, I have to be trustworthy. God has to be able to count on me to be there, to do the things, to be honest, the cosmic honor flame. If I promise something, I'm going to do it, and and so on and so forth. So how about that? Not only the goal of trusting God, but having God trust us. Just think about that. My Father in heaven trusts me that I will do what I do to the best of my ability. I mean, boy, can't you walk with a little dignity of your own holy Christ self, not in pride, not in arrogance, God trusts me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but in just saying, wow, I can do this. My Christ self can so manifest in my world that God can trust me to do to the best of my ability the right things. Mm -hmm. You know, you were reminding us, I think, of hierarchy as well, that we have a role to play in the grand scheme of things, as, as consciousness and light ascends, we are pulled up by that. And by our practice, oftentimes, we are able to strengthen it or accelerate it. One of the things we talk about a lot is the violet flame as an accelerant. That when we're talking about becoming you know, trusted by God and the angels and the masters, well, one sure way to do that is to regularly decree. Yeah. You know, to expand that light, to amplify it, to fan the flame. Because, again, the, the archangels, the angels, and the masters... I don't want to ascribe this necessary word to them, but they're almost desperate to help people. Okay, how do they help people? Remember the law they're of octaves. <laughs> they, yeah, eager is a better way to put it. They can't intercede on this planet without being asked to do so. And so when you make the call, you know, take command of the situation. Archangel Michael, go forth the Middle East. Take command of our terrorism or war or whatever. You are giving permission for the angels to intercede. Well, first of all, they feel gratitude because they want to help. But when they can know they can trust you to do that, they're going to gather by your bedside and mm-hmm. say, boy, when you know, Terry wakes up, we're trusting he's going to make the calls because we see this urgent need throughout this planet. So, yeah. You know, you, um, before the show started, you mentioned a story you'd heard about the, the power of someone's belief in the intercession of the masters. Yeah. You want to maybe just well, well, share that? Just, this was just a few days ago, and, and I'll make it as brief as I can. It happened in Missouri, in the United States. And there were three boys that went out to play in the afternoon, and they were admonished not to go near the ice because it was thin, mm-hmm. which, of course, they did. <laughs> the ice broke, and the three of them fell through the ice on this lake. One boy was able to crawl out. Another was able to sort of hold on, couldn't get on. 
and a third one sank to the bottom of the lake. The one that got out ran and got help. The fire department came. They got the one that was, you know, still hanging there, got him out. And they had literally had to go down to the bottom of the lake to fish out this little boy. And, of course, he wasn't breathing. He was down there for 15 minutes. So they took him, tried to revive him there. They took him to the hospital. They worked on him for another uh, 45 minutes or a half hour, 45 minutes in the hospital. And finally the doctor says, look, this, this child's been dead for 45 minutes. There's just nothing we can do. We have to call the mother in and, and just tell her. The mother comes in and they sort of tell her what's happening. And, you know, what, you know, what would you do? You'd break down and start crying, wouldn't you? My, my, I've lost my child. You know what she did? She started making fiats to the Holy Spirit to call to the Holy Spirit to bring her child back. And I'm sure the doctors must have been incredulous. You know, it's like when Jesus called forth Lazarus, Lazarus come forth. She's making these fervent invocations and called the Holy Spirit. Well, of course, miracle of miracles, suddenly there was this very faint pulse in this little boy. And pretty soon, within another minute or so, his heart was beating. And, of course, this was miraculous. And the doctors said, you know, you know this is incredible, but, ma'am, you have to understand, his brain has had no oxygen for 45 minutes. There's got to be irreparable damage. Within 24 hours, the boy was sitting up in bed and talking. Normally. No damage whatsoever. And even the doctor said, one of the doctors said, this was a miracle. There's no question about it. And you know what the little boy said? He didn't remember anything. He said, but I know God must have some great purpose in my life for this to happen, oh. and I'm going to find it. Oh my Is that gosh. trust? Oh. Is that trust? Yeah. Major, major <laughs> trust. Now, not, that doesn't happen every time you do that, because it may not have been you know, God's will for a soul to come back right away. But it's just, it, it just shows you, if that mother had not done anything, I don't believe that child would have come back. Yeah. No, no. She, she had absolute faith that, that she, well, she knew that she needed to make these calls. I mean, it, she and it happened, so she didn't even think about it. She yeah. just did it because yeah. that's who she was. It's she a had a momentum. Story. And so, you know, and as I said, this doesn't happen in every case, but you trust that it, if it doesn't happen, it's not God's will. Well, it shows you it's possible. Yeah. You know, and that's the power of belief. In other words, they made, this little boy made such a big, it wasn't God's will, he was at the bottom of that lake, but nevertheless he was, and so if no one had interceded, he would have left embodiment. So it, it's exciting to think about this, the impact you can have not only in your personal world, but on this planet, by trusting that when you make the call and, and call forth the light and the archangels, things are going to be different. And you co-create with the power of God. That's what you have at your disposal. And, you know, here's something uh, a little bit tangent, but pretty much on point uh, that I was going to I wanted to mention before the show was over is you're dealing with people. If you will go to the Holy Christ self level of yourself and make the call that the other person goes up to the Holy Christ self level. Let's say you're on both on the ground floor and and you're going to discuss something at on the second floor, then then amazing things will happen. So I, I developed this faith and this trust that it works. A long time ago, and so when I'm doing important things, whether it has to do with dealing with people in business or government or whatever, I make that call, mm-hmm. and amazing things happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's I trust that it's going to work. Well, and that's at a level of truth, as we said, you know, from the beginning, that you can trust your Christ self. Yeah, yeah, that's and, it. And you know, trusting that other circumstances, however bleak and dire they might be, cannot prevent God from interceding and changing the equation of your life and the lives of others. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's been a fun show. Oh, Tom. my gosh. Well, it's a rich vein. I know. <laughs> well, I think, you know, is any point that you want to make that kind of summarizes or encapsulates this whole thing? I mean, well, aside I, from trust in God? Yeah. Well, I always, <laughs> I always just tell people, you know, to send us your stories, your trusty stories, yeah. you know, and we'd, we'd love to hear them. And we're at, we are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. That'll be my closer. 
That's good. Okay. You know, I just want to say, you know, we talk about so many different aspects of the spiritual path on this show. And, yep. and I hope you note our enthusiasm for it because they're all incredible, all miraculous. And trust is was one part of that. But when you pursue the path of your own Christhood, all these avenues open up to you in your path, your service, your meaningful of life. You have a goal, as Mrs. Prophet talked about, of your Christhood. I mean, wow, this changes life. It changes the way you live every single day. Not sometime in the future, but what you do with the later today and tomorrow and the next day. And you're building a momentum of light. And wow, (laughs) where are we going to end up? We're going to end up at our Christhood and our ascension. And we're absolutely sincere when we say it is a joyful, happy path and occasionally difficult. (laughs) But though the upward path may be difficult from time to time, The rewards are Are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.